Welcome to Weight Loss for Small Animal Vets podcast. I am Nadina Kojokaru, DVM and Certified Life and Weight Coach. Hello friends, welcome to episode 42 of the podcast. So much more than just food. How are you doing friends? What's up? Today I want to just talk about something that I've realized and as soon as I I have this this inspired idea, I, um, I just wanted to shout out from the top of my lungs and the bottom of my heart to everybody. And what I've realized is that especially for women, especially for women in uh, vet prof- in the vet profession, I think we are because of the all the internalized sexism, internalized oppression about our bodies, about how we are supposed to behave, how we are supposed uh, to look like, uh, how we are supposed to talk, to speak, to address other people, to be more feminine or more masculine, or if more assertive, less assertive, more confident, less confident, more girly, more ladylike, you get the point. So because of all those internalized oppressive voices that now we believe that uh, are the absolute truth, and that is how Um, is supposed to be like that we have those voices about our bodies, about uh, our abilities, our intellect, and so on and so on. Um, We have as a, I I called it the, the, a veil or a fog. You know, imagine that our brain is like in a fog. And that reflects also on how we eat, on how we drink, on how, uh, which behaviors we have. So the moment when um, the fog or the veil, that veil that we have over our eyes or over our, uh, our, our intellect, our um, intuition, over our uh, just ability to see um, the facts around us, the moment that that fogginess is cut off, we realize that we have so much brain space. We have so much places, place in our lives for just living in alignment with who we are. And those seem like, okay, big words that have like, um, what the F meaning. So to give you a specific example, um, you will know if, if that veil is just lifting, you will know, you will really know if it's time to stay or go in a relationship you will know when it's time to move on from 
a specific uh, romantic relationship or even a partnership or and I'm, I'm um, speaking about a business part- partnership or to exit uh, a contractual um, um, relationship with let's say a workplace so switching jobs and I think that there is a reason why 97% of women have those internalized hateful voices inside their heads about their bodies, about their abilities in general. This is one of the most systematic um, abuses that were done to the or were were performed the mass scale of this abuse about humans born in female bodies. So it's it's unspeakable to take half more than half of a population of a species and treat systematically half of of the population in this way that we reach this point right now where we cannot see or cannot think differently about as i said about our bodies that that pisses me off tremendously so as as i stated before that that systematic abuse started somewhere in uh, uh, in the early uh, probably even even earlier than that like 12th century um, and uh, uh, and it's it's such a such a shame uh, that we don't realize or more of us don't realize that we have that veil on our brains so or that fogginess let's call it like that because what that does that creates a buzz a constant buzz that you know all the times all the time it says um oh um you look fat you know, you you catch your uh, your glimpse in the mirror, and your brain is like, oh, your your face is fat, or oh, you have wrinkles, oh, you have aged, oh, what a soggy, uh, uh, saggy, what a saggy skin you have on your uh, on your face, or oh, look at your uh, uh, saggy skin on your belly or on your thighs, oh, and you have cellulite, and uh, then um, you have, uh, you know. You behaved, uh, um, you behaved badly with that pet owner, and uh, oh, you uh, you totally missed that diagnosis, and uh, and so on and so on. So that constant buzz starts with, or it's based. It starts with that image of our bodies. I cannot even talk about it 
more than I, I am already doing it, I think I will, I will just beat it like the drum because that's the, that's the, you know, the, the most important thing, thing in our lives that we have to address. And sometimes it's not even recognized as abuse. You know, it's like uh, all those positive shoulds. Oh, you should drink more water. Oh, you should exercise more. It, it sounds delightful, isn't it? It's like for your health. Those things come from that internalized idea that you are bad. Your body is, is ugly. Your, your, um, and you have to do something to change it. That worthiness of, of love, care, and to, to just have fun just because you are born on this planet. So that in, impacts, you know, our ability of um, connecting with, uh, with other humans, our, our uh, ability of connecting with the animals, with our patients, which is important because they don't speak. So that, that is, that is the, the origin of the imposter syndrome as well. That is an idea that is created by the patriarchy or the patriarchal ideas that women um, are imposters because they are they don't belong in academia they don't belong in a intellectual uh, context uh, and so on and so on so our rights were systematically diminished at the largest scale possible i mean think about only about in um, uh, just recently in the United States, women were not supposed to or were not allowed to have credit cards. Uh, a man was supposed to sign for them even if they had a job. Can you imagine that right now? We tend to forget and I think we tend to forget too soon how abused women have been throughout the history and how abused or how mistreated women have been um, systematically, you know? So when you realize that it is possible for you to, to just take a bathing suit on, on you, and jump in a pool or lay in the sun and go to a vacation by the beach. You know how many clients told me that they don't go on a beach holiday because they are ashamed of their bodies? So they are denying their bodies sun and sea and ocean and um, vacations? Because they hate their bodies? So, when we start with that, you know, when we start to cut through that shit, when we start to not entertain those ideas, those viciously 
hateful ideas about our bodies, we will have brain space. Again and again and again. I will tell you, we will have, uh, we will have more fun. We will be able to dance. Have you seen, you know, um, if you can Google or you, you can uh, search on YouTube, like uh, um, overweight dancers, and because we have this idea that we have to be slim, you know, slim is the best. But don't forget, 97% of the women have hate, viciously hateful voices inside their heads about their bodies. That includes almost all the women, no matter how thin or overweight they are. So, going back to the overweight dancers or even fat dancers, for me, as I said, fat is not a triggering word uh, for me anymore. Um, it's just like, okay, it's, it's just like... A, a random opinion if somebody says like oh you are fat or you are too fat or you are not fat or whatever uh, you know it's just like um, telling me oh your your hair is uh, um, is dark or you have uh, uh, as I as I do I have currently <laughs> uh, if you are listening to this podcast in 2023 in uh, February <laughs> Oh my God, so hilarious. I, I have an appointment uh, with my uh, hairstylist uh, and she's a magician. So we'll see what she pulls up this time if I will still have uh, blue highlights in my in my hair <laughs> or she will uh, will have to to change the color because apparently it's a sh shortage <laughs> of my favorite brand of, uh, of hair highlights. And... Uh, Yes, if somebody would tell me like, um, I don't like your highlights. I think you should have other color of your highlights or no highlights at all. Because come on, uh, what serious woman has highlights when she is soon 47 years old? <laughs> like, yep, that is just an opinion. So the word fat is like, for me, is not triggering anymore. Uh, so no matter how thin or fat we are, when we take away that problem from our, from our brain, you know, when that problem doesn't exist and we are able to just enjoy our lives, to go to dance uh, and, and move our bodies without being self-conscious, uh, search on YouTube like uh, fat dancers or overweight dancers or stuff like that and look because they look so beautiful in my opinion and i i shared those with uh, one of my clients she was um, trying to rehearse something for uh, uh, for um, uh, the first dance at, at her wedding or somebody's wedding and uh, um, she wanted to, to have a dance routine and she was so self-conscious um, about her body and i was sending her those uh, those youtube uh, um, videos with overweight people dancing and it was like they are so they look so hot they look so it's not it's not about um, how much fat tissue you have on your body it's about the ability and having fun while you are dancing 
that is what is so appealing, you know, when the confidence is really sexy. Actually, it's really hot. Um, you know, it's appealing uh, when you are confident in your body and you have fun and you move your body. Who the fuck cares that you have roles and, and stuff like that? I, I mean, it's uh, and it's not only me because she agreed with me like, yes, those look really hot. And it's not about uh, they look really sexy, both both uh, women and men who are uh, quote unquote fat look really great when they dance and they have fun so um when this is out of our mind you know when we defog you know or we lift that veil or cut through that veil then we have the uh, the ability of even connecting with what our body really wants you know, with that intuition. You know, women have always been really intuitive creatures. And, you know, you can call it what the F you want, but um, we have intuition. We have the ability of reading other people's um, emotions or even body language or animals body languages which is really useful in our profession so um, it's not only about um, reading charts or um, having uh, blood samples of course those are mandatory don't get me wrong I mean I am all in for the highest level of uh, of science in um, in the veterinary profession that is not what um, what is all about but if we don't connect with that patient and we don't read what that body that is telling us then we can um, sometimes and that actually happened we sometimes make more harm than good if we are just uh, treating blood sample results instead of focusing on on the animal on the on the whole team so that's okay another another story but it's it's so important because we are so self-conscious you know in in, instead of focusing on the animal and to have fun and to connect and to connect with the pet owners and to be open to what they have to say, we are so self-conscious all the time. Because, yes, this is an, an internalized oppression or an internalized opinion that fat, being fat or overweight is bad. That if we are fat, we are less worthy of attention. We are less worthy of being considered smart. There are studies done on that. People are systematically um, bullied and systematically not heard, not understood by the medical profession, for example. So when we are so self-conscious, about our body size, about 
our abilities, when we believe all the time that we have to be perfect and that, uh, um, you know, that uh, we are not supposed to, to be wrong and uh, we have to, you know, even if you are, a, um, let's say, in a, a more experienced vet in your, in your clinic, um, you have this self-consciousness all the time that, oh, um, I have to perform perfectly. I don't have to show my younger colleagues that I'm not uh, really good at that thing. And we are so self-conscious all the time. We are so anxious all the time about how we are perceived. We have those voices in our heads all the time. Oh, why did you do it like that? You should have said something differently. You know, even, even after a meeting, how many times are we not replaying that fucking meeting in our heads, trying to have done something differently or, or beating ourselves up because we haven't said specific words or we haven't uh, done specific things torturing ourselves over and over again and then projecting in the future things that uh, hallucinating futures that have never happened of course the bleakest futures that can be imagined over and over again so that is um that is what our brains are fogged by. And those things are not subtle and they are not small. They are huge. They take a lot of our brain space. So when we are talking about losing weight that is what I'm talking about is not about food it's about first defog our brains first systematically looking in the mirror and become friends with our bodies with all the folds all the all the bumps or all the lumps all the things and start becoming friends with our bodies with how we look like to be a um, you know to recognize when we when we get a glimpse in the mirror about how we look like to not be surprised we, oh it's it's just my body you know over and over again so we are not self-conscious uh, conscious all the time about our bodies that's the first one that is the most important one and i'm explaining in the body image bootcamp that is uh, is a module in uh, um, in the sparkly vets program we have to 
do this over and over and over again, day by day, and it probably takes not more than a month. I, I think I'm exaggerating when I'm saying a month of systematically doing that exercise that I'm presenting inside the course to just look in the mirror, seeing your body from from your pet's perspective or from your kid's perspective that don't give a shit about how you look like and um, and then try to see how loving they see a look at you like over and over again and then use some some stress or de-stress to downregulate your nervous system because your nervous system will go bananas expect that when you will see your foals because you are so used to hate them and then prepare yourself for hearing those things so when we are unfogging ourselves when we lift that veil when we are really confident in our bodies when we wear clothes that are comfortable that are not cutting in our skin We will have so much brain space about to bring in some confidence, you know, to stop beating ourselves up, to stop being so self-conscious and to be able to say, I don't have any fucking idea what is wrong with your dog, but I might open a book. I will call a friend or I will refer you to somebody who who has a fucking idea. What might be wrong with your dog? You know? What's the problem with that? Confidence looks good. And when we are confident, and I'm not talking about overconfidence, stupid people taking water above their heads and doing stupid things. We're not... This is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, because that is, that is not, that is um, just, that is not conf- confidence, that, that is coming from overcompensating um, your anxiety, you know. A confident pe- uh, person knows when to say, I don't have any idea what is wrong with your pet. And a confident person won't be afraid to just, the first thing, just listen to the pet owner. Listen to what they have to say. Really listen. Listen hard. And the second one is look at the, look at the animal. Connect with the animal. I mean, not, you know, in the woos, uh, like staring, uh, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. You know, what, uh, what am I talking about? But, you know, just, just go, th- I mean, check the animal. <laughs> I mean, uh, palpate. Search for lumps and bumps and, uh, and uh, you know, just palpate the abdomen. We are so disconnected with that, you know, basic examining technique. Of course, we we have all, as I said, I am all in for the most advanced um, technology. 
But at the end of the day, we have to be able to check that animal with our hands, with our senses, with our, you know, the conscious mind, the conscious mind is able to take in consciously between five to nine. Some people say seven to nine. Some people say five to seven. Let's, let's be generous here. Let's say nine. Let's say that. It, it's not nine. It's <laughs> the vast majority of, uh, uh, of people say max, uh, max seven things at the same time consciously. That means that is so, that is why it's so hard when we first learn how to drive, especially if we don't have an automatic um, gear changer uh, and it's a manual one. <laughs> so it's like the mirrors and then the instructions and then uh, blinking, uh, you know, and, and then uh, uh, the rear <laughs> mirror. And then I, I've already am uh, on um, on uh, four, and then the other members of the traffic, you know, the, of the of the who are participating in the uh, on the road, <laughs> uh, and uh, and now we are on five, but the unconscious mind takes in millions of bits of information at you know all the time that we're not conscious about, you know, the level of carbon dioxide in, in the air that we are breathing, we are not conscious about that. That is sensed by unconscious parts of our brains. That is just a small example. So we take in information with the unconscious mind or the unconscious processes of our brains that are millions. And I even uh, know some therapists or even doctors who after discover this, this ability of the unconscious mind of taking in information about some patients, uh, at the end of the day, like side note, at the end of the day, they just create a self-induced um, uh, light hypnosis or deep re uh, relaxation that is happening. By the way, I teach that for, for my clients. It's happening like in two minutes. <laughs> um, it's really easy to create that state. And then just ask, uh, you know, um, the unconscious mind, the wisest part of your brain, um, what is wrong with that patient, you know? What have you noticed? What is what is the things that I'm missing? And they are getting really good insights about things that, you know, when you, you think that if something is off, you feel it somehow, that's intuition. Okay, we call it like that. Those people do those things, you know? Just go into that, you know, uh, deep state of relaxation that is take that takes like is self-induced is like really easy it takes just two freaking minutes and then they ask okay what is wrong with that you know what am i missing what can you tell me you know really really nice uh, technique to uh, 
to be able to do. So when we are defogged, then we can connect with that animal. We can search through that information and we will be able, you know, to palpate, to see, to, 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 to interpret what is wrong. And it, it sounds so much more um, complex and time consuming than it actually is. Um, you can still have your check in like five minutes or in, in 10 minutes, even if I'm not. Um, the kind of person who likes those kind of things. I can do them, but I'm, uh, um, I, uh, I don't think that's uh, necessarily productive for, uh, in the long run for, for the clinic. It, it, it takes a, spe- a special um, kind of clientele, but uh, that's another story. So um, in order to do that, but when you are connected, that thing doesn't take more than five to ten minutes top, you know. Uh, so don't think that is something that is overcomplicated. But when was the last time when you really did that? When you weren't in your head bitching and moaning about stuff, bitching and moaning about your body, bitching and moaning about how your pants are in uncomfortable, bitching and moaning about uh, uh, what you have uh, eat. Um, or you, what you have eaten or not. So it's not about food. It's about silencing the racing, hateful voices inside our heads. Being able to do that and then to connect with our bodies. Because we are the expert in our bodies. And to see what our bodies would look like to eat, to cut through the fog and move on. So no, it's not only about food. It's about defogging the brains from the negativity that we are swimming in. And it's always starting with our bodies. Trust me on that. That's the most important work that we can do. And that doesn't mean that we don't lose weight. I'm not saying that. People believe that if they don't hate their bodies, they are not able to lose weight. That is the... And by the way, if you've tried it until now, And you failed over and over again. Would you be willing to try it my way as well? (laughs) And to really discover your intuition. And how to guide your body towards the most healthful version of you. Over and over again. Day after day. And towards the most empowered version of of a veterinarian that you can be. As I said, it always starts with your body. Trust me on that. That was all for today. Have a wonderful rest of your 
day. Lots of love, loving hugs. Mm -hmm.